Do you guys ever wonder why you let your room get so crazy, insanely messy, or why you're always late, or why you can't seem to get started on things? Where's my motivation? Do you ever get wonder about that? God, I do. Let's get curious. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Are you guys still thinking about last week's episode like I am? I have listened to it a number of times. Oh my God. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I don't know what you're even doing here. You got to go back, go back a week. It's so good. And that's and that's not even me bragging. That's not me bragging about me because I ramble. I fumble. I'm, I'm all over the place. But oh my God, did I learn. And that brings me to this announcement, because in last week's episode, Jill and I, we touched on the topic of sexual intimacy in neurodiverse relationships. She kind of teed it up for us, and she agreed to come back and talk about it in depth. So we're going to do that episode in November. It's coming. No pun intended. (laughs) I'm so immature. Oh my God, how are we going to do this? I'm getting my immature jokes out now because I'm really interested in this topic, and uh, we're going to cover it all. What what sex means, linear versus circular model, porn, all of it. I personally have plenty of questions for myself. And because it's my podcast, I will selfishly get all my questions answered. Um, But what I wanted to ask you guys is if you have questions that you'd like to ask, hit me up. Hit me up uh, wherever, however, either through um, uh, the ADHDbigbrother.com website. You can contact me through there, through email, through uh, my Instagram. It's uh, ADHDbigbrother.podcast. That's my IG handle. But make sure you reach out before mid-November because that's when we're going to record it. Also, if you're listening to this episode on October 31st, this is your last day to sign up for a chance to win a month of free coaching with yours truly, your ADHD Big Brother. Moi. And you may think, well, what do I get with one month of free coaching? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just a complete shift in your belief in yourself. Maybe, I don't know, an astronomical increase in your motivation. Perhaps you will get shit done and it will be easy. The winner's going to get picked on November 1st. So if you still have time, go for it. Now let's get curious. God, I'm just incredibly curious by nature. I like to know things. I like to know why you are the way you are. Like, why are you the way you are? Who are you? What makes you tick, you? And then I like to also uh, wonder what makes me tick. I'm very curious about myself. I like to try things, and that goes for every aspect of my life. And it, it, I have made some impulsive mistakes, or I would let's, maybe let's better call them valuable lessons were learned because of that. Um, and I'm sure you have too, but it's... I've learned a ton. Curiosity is a great tool for learning and adopting new ways to manage our lives. I mean, and it can also spiral us into a dark chasm of depression. So let's discuss this, shall we? I personally view curiosity in, I break it down into like two different versions. And this is just me personally, just so you know, this is not from some kind of psychology textbook. This is just Rush Jones has, uh, has some viewpoints. Uh, The first version is what I believe is the healthier version of curiosity, which is an objective curiosity. It's peaceful, you know, where we think, oh, hey, I wonder wonder why something is the way that it is. Oh, 
I wonder why dinosaurs are so big. Or, you know, I wonder why, maybe, why were we born with five fingers instead of four fingers? That's very, I wonder why that is. You know, or there's a huge line of ants in the kitchen. I wonder how that happened. That's interesting. There's no labeling. It's just curiosity. And, and that's how you have to talk when you're, pe- <laughs> that's, the- hey, how's it going? You know, that's just the voice of curiosity, okay? In this, <laughs> there's no labeling to this. It's just, we're open to insights uh, and answers. We're contemplating. We're interested. Then there's the second kind, which is, it's negative. It's a judgy curiosity. It's a curiosity front-loaded with an ugh. You know, like, ugh, why is my room so messy? Ugh. And then the answers that come back are the quick negative auto responses, right? It's like, ugh, why is my room so messy? It's because I'm lazy. It's because I suck. It's because I don't care. It's because I'm, it's I'm single. And, you know, who gives a shit anyway? And, you know, it's because, uh, you know, I can't get my shit together. It's because I have ADHD. It's because I'm hopeless. You know, it's it's a sort of resignation to hopelessness. It's this all-encompassing, overpowering, depressing ug. And it's almost like this curiosity is rhetorical because we don't really, we're not really looking for a real answer. We're just looking for a reason to bash ourselves some more. This kind of curiosity, in my view, keeps us feeling down about ourselves and keeps us from moving our needle forward. Like, why is there a stream of ants in the kitchen? It's because I'm too fucking lazy to do the dishes at night. And it's just a classic reminder of what a hopeless piece of trash I am. You know, I'm a slob and I can't get my act together. As opposed to, I don't know, hey, there's a stream of ants in my kitchen. Looks like they beat me to it. They're they're here to clean up the food on the counter that I left out. Uh, Okay, I know uh, what needs to be done in order to solve the ant problem. And it starts with that food on the counter. It's really just too easy to twist ourselves into depression. I think uh, for me... Just to sort of bring you into the depression side of myself, I have plenty of things that can trigger me to feel hopeless. And so in my work on myself, my goal is to minimize those triggers, recognize when they're happening, and to adopt new ways of looking at things. And let's set aside the ants here for a minute. I'll give you an example that was real to me, right? So, well, the ants have been real in the in the past. I'm no lie. The ants have been real. This is a real one for me for this week. Um, this week I was incredibly busy, right? I'm working really hard to build this ADHD brother so I can help you guys in a bigger way. But I also have another job as well. And I'm a single dad and I've got two kids. So when I was writing this episode, my room, I noticed it's very messy. There was clothes everywhere. And so, uh, we know the, the UG curiosity is there, right? It's, oh, why do I let things get out of control? Blah, blah, blah. I suck. I'm a mess, right? There's that. But if I just take out the judgment, then I can be objectively curious. It's, it's almost like a math problem. Why is the room messy? Well, because A plus B equals C. I was limited in my time because I was busy. I was obviously on autopilot and putting my clothes on the floor and the bed instead of the hamper because proper destination was not on my mind while I was removing my clothes. And so over time, that turned into a mess. And now I'm noticing it. Those are just the facts. So if we just take the I'm a piece of shit out of that, which <laughs> why does that get in there in the first place? It's laundry. Now that I've posed this objective curiosity and received these just the facts. 
Now I can, uh, you know, I can't turn back time, but now it's a mess that I can, that can be cleaned. I know from experience now that I don't have to declare a day of cleaning. I can literally set a timer for 10 minutes in between work that I want to do with the specific task of cleaning my bedroom with the easy point of entry of putting away the laundry and I'll chip away at it. I'll probably finish in one 10 minute work session. And if not, I'll just take a break and set another 10 minute work session and, you know, we'll bang it out. When we're objectively curious, we can get good insights. If we're looking for negative insights, that's our brain is will overachieve. It'll hit a home run of self-loathing thoughts that if we ask it. So objective curiosity, going back to the ants, would show me that leaving food out on a hot day will most likely lead to ants. So now I'm looking at it and I can see an opportunity at maybe to put a routine in place where like at the very least, perhaps I clean off the dirty plates of excess food before I go to bed. And then the next time that I forget to do that, which I'm not going to pretend like that won't ever happen, but instead of punishing myself for the repeated offense, now I'm curious about, well, why? Why didn't I do the routine? And I can see if there's anything there that I can tweak. It's like, oh, okay, well, hey, you know, the the reason why was because I was at a party, I came home and I was really tired. It didn't even cross my mind. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe if I rinse the dishes immediately after dinner, then I'd have a better chance of success there. Okay, I'll try that next time if I remember. And now we can be curious again, objectively, right? So it looks like remembering things might be difficult for me. So I wonder what I could do to eliminate my need to remember. Objective curiosity activates the brain just like negative curiosity, but the answers that come back are different though. Instead of the answer coming back as just a judgment on myself, my answer comes back, oh, hey, you know, perhaps you need to externalize things. Get things out of the responsibility of the brain. So maybe make a note about rinsing the dishes and put it where I can see it. That might work. And then I'll leave it out where I'm going to see it at the, at the right time for maybe three to four weeks until it becomes an autopilot routine that I just do. So this doesn't take away from true feelings of frustration that can rise from these things. Like I don't, I don't dance into the kitchen, right? I'm not, oh, hey, look, it's a bunch of ants. That's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. I don't give any shits about ants. Yeah. That's, that's not how it goes. I'm like, what in the hell? God damn it. I'm just pulling the I suck out of the equation. Like I don't suck. That sucks. Those sucky ants suck, right? But it's not me. I don't suck. And according to ADHD Big Brother rule number 505.3 subclause 7, be cool with yourself, dude. I hope that helps you guys. If you, if you are in a situation, this is my challenge to you. Let's just throw out a challenge right now. If you see yourself in a situation this week where you are beating yourself up, uh, you know, you're, my room is messy and I'm a piece of crap. Challenge yourself to be objectively curious. Pull the I suck out of your equation and just solve it like a math problem. And see where that takes you. And I hope that helps. And guys, oh, hey, I put together a PDF thingy. So before we wrap it up here, I put together a PDF thingy for you guys this weekend. Um, if you're struggling with your ADHD, managing life, and you don't even know where to start with managing your ADHD, that's what I put together. This is the first three things. Just do this, step one, step two, step three, and off you go. Managing your life with ADHD, you can do it. Um, check that out. The, the link to it will be in the show notes. it'll help you for sure and that'll do it nice and easy quick and painless that's how i like them all righty guys i hope you have yourselves a fantastic week that'll do it for me that'll do it for you i'll talk to you later